Namaste, namaskaram, vanakam, namo namaha, jai Ganesh. Please visit our website at classicalyoga.org. How to be invisible. Om Tat Sat Chit Ananda to Kaivalya. Nothing, nothingness to everythingness. And back again. So I took an inspiring walk this morning and jotted down a few notes. And I hope this is of interest to you. It's impossible to speak or even think about nothing or no thing. So, nothingness, however, implies there is something within what appears to be nothing. For example, in deep sleep, puram nidra, we are aware of nothing or there is nothing. However, there must be something. Hence, a nothingness. If there were not something, we would not wake up. Science postulates the Big Bang of creation, which must have been preceded by a nothingness. Sound familiar? in our daily sleep-wake cycle? Let's assume there were no dreams, and we magically wake up with a yawn or little bang, if you will. Take a deep breath. Go in and in and in to the potential nothingness, and then explode, expand the breath out. This expansion of creation is what Hindus call Brahman, from the root Bri to expand. Take another deep inhale. Introspect, introspection, introvert. And exhale. This is the duality of creation, in and out. Spiritual, material, religious. Zero. To many, sunya to satchit ananda, atma to prakriti, potential energy to kinetic energy, aparashakti to parashakti. This everythingness is actually contained within the all encompassing nothingness. Physicists concur. Our observable universe is less than 5%. The rest is dark energy and dark matter or the nothingness that is the fullness of everything. Just consider the empty space within the atom, which is incredibly 99 point, give or take a dozen nines, percent. Say what? That's why the Hindu rishis surrendered and said ka when it came to these deep matters of creation. Who knows? And in the creation hymn, the rishis don't attribute creation to a 
being noun. It's a beingness which was ajoti, was before light. Trying to dialogue about this absolute nothingness or non-duality is just that, futile. A futile attempt to lecture on non-duality or Advaita. So let's take another breath and hold it. And exhale, we have to breathe out. In other words, creation just happens. And it happens in simultaneous multiplicity. The Big Bang. In other words, as soon as we exhale, creation, CO2, multiplicity happens. The diaphragm, actually shaped kind of like a Shiva Lingam, it relaxes, it moves into the chest cavity, which forces the CO2, composed of one carbon atom and two oxygen atoms, with a lot of nothingness within them, is expelled out of the mouth and the nose, with who knows how many minute bacteria and viruses, as well as various smells. Wow, wow, wow. In the Hindu Vedas, the Ashvin twins are the twin physicians. Metaphorically, both the two nostrils as well as the inhalation and exhalation. The science of pranayama is integral to the Hindu yoga dharma or Hindu religion. For understanding, we humans use language, even sign language, to try and explain the unexplainable sometimes, the life around us and within us. But we must remember, the important as these words are, they are just that, compared to the experience. For example, we can say love and bliss, but the feeling is something else. We can say chocolate, but the experience is something else. With this in mind, in the Hindu yoga dharma, a Sanskrit Hindu word we use for this non-dual absolute nothingness is tat, or simply that. Nirvartante is also another Sanskrit Hindu word used to direct the mind to that which is paradoxically beyond the mind. Hindus use the Sanskrit word atmana to also denote that which is beyond the mind or the inner essence, soul, if you will. And even the English words soul and sometimes spirit mean incorporeal or that which is not the body. So much for the thoughtless cliché, one is spiritual but not religious. In other words, no body can be spiritual. Religion are the outer forms, the rules, the regulations, the rituals, the path, if you will, to the incorporeal spirit.
The Sanskrit Hindu Guru Patanjali, in his Yoga Sutras, in the last pada, or chapter, if you will, Kaivalya, Purushartha Sunyam, pointing to an absoluteness to the inner nature. So we are all encompassed in this nothingness. This nothingness of science is fully recognized in the Hindu yoga religion with the word tat. Out of that absolute essence is the explosion or expansion of pure existence or primal consciousness. Pure or primal here means we feel it prior to thinking about it. Hindus call this primal consciousness sat, which later becomes truth. Remember, just like exhaling, multiple things are happening simultaneously, just like the Big Bang. Out of this absolute, there is a primal energy, sound energy, bang, light energy, and heat energy. Again, consider the breath. Exhale, energy. Lightness, in this case, and warmth. In the equation of the Atmana, we include chid or chit, ananda, or energy, lightness, and light, chid, chit, and warmth, ananda. Ananda is the feeling of warmth, which becomes with a sense of bliss, comfort, and love, a feeling. Love is a warm expression, experience. In other words, from the nothingness, tat, we get sat-chit-ananda. These three in one, yetino-eka. One plus the tat, or zero, computes. Hence the binary system. Remember, zero was invented by the Hindus. And with one, we create the binary system and life computes. Something to meditate upon for those stuck in a limited one-god mindset. So, from zero to manyness is closer to reality, hence the Sanskrit, Tamil, Hindu term Brahman, for the Big Bang, you see. This is cosmic consciousness. In the Rig Veda, we read, Hindu samudra idhyarti vayu mihir. The rishis were talking to their fellow Hindus, or Hindus, however we use the word, same meaning, that with the support here of the breath vayu, grab a hold of the arti of the cosmic ocean 
within. Interestingly, Einstein is reported to have said about this cosmic religious feeling. It is the most important part of art and science to awaken it and keep it alive in those who are receptive to it. Interestingly, Einstein's E equals MC square is also Satchit Ananda. Sat is the M, the matter. Chid is both light and energy. Satchit Ananda, E equals MC square. And because we're talking about an experience within the human, we add the Ananda or warmth of love or bliss. Now, in Hindu sign language, which are called mudras, we make the OK sign. And the zero, with the thumb and the forefinger touching, is the tat, the absolute, out of which explodes the other three fingers, satchirananda. Now we have the inseparable trinity, triality of life. Simultaneously, creation, preservation, destruction, which in Hinduism we depict as Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. And in the image of the dancing Shiva, Nataraja, we find all three acts going on simultaneously, which they do, creation, preservation, destruction. Tribhuvana, Trishul. We also find this three in the understanding of the waking, dreaming, and dreamless states, and also in the animal, human, divine qualities we all have, which comprise the om, ah, ah, um, the primal sound, the most important Sanskrit Hindu word that all Hindus chant before every chant, Om, Tat, Sat, Chit, Ananda. Now, out of this inner essence, or Atmana of Sat, Chit, Ananda, we obviously have taken on a body with its mind and emotions. Tat, or zero, or Sunya, we enter into the primal consciousness, Atmana, into a primal feeling state of awareness, Bhavana, into being consciously conscious as we now think. Feeling first and then thinking or perception. Just think of our development from infants. We feel and we think. We perceive. We start to slowly make sense of life. What works and what doesn't work. What feels good, what doesn't feel good. What gives us pain, what gives us pleasure. This is why devotion is so integral to life and especially all the religions of the world. The feeling nature is first. And then we develop our thought process, which is, Perception. 
Prataksha. Which is also reason and logic. Remember, the mudra, that looks like the OK sign, we call this Vitarka mudra. Vitarka means reason or logic. And interestingly, in the Yoga Sutras of the Saiva Hindu Guru Patanjali, he considers Vitarka and Vichara the first two signs of someone who has had the enlightened experience, if you will, of samadhi. Reason and judgment. So much for the cliché, do not judge. Reason and judgment, therefore, are two beginning steps on the path to a sense of calm, wisdom, or samadhi. Now, in the Yoga Sutras, the Saiva Hindu Guru Patanjali actually details this process of being established in our true nature, Svarupa, which is the Atmana of Satchit Ananda. And what happens when we come out of this awareness? We strive to have a logical foundation or pramana, which begins with perception or awareness, an awareness that avoids false knowledge, viparyaya, and outright delusion, vikalpa. Also avoiding being unconsciously conscious, so to speak. In other words, moving through the world, being unaware of what we are doing. A mindless, dull state, if you will. This is a negative nidra or sleep-waking state. A positive state of nidra is good sound sleep. And also being able to move through the world fully aware but unnoticed. Hmm, getting back to the original title of this podcast, How to Be Invisible. The ultimate goal for the true yogi-yogini, for the true mystic, for the profound, deeply religious, spiritual person, is to move through the world in a rather transparent state. Consider monks and nuns the world over. We should think deeply about this inner Wisdom, especially in light of popular cultic leaders, yoga personalities, etc. It is actually antithetical to a profound inner life to create an extreme outer life and personality. That's fine for those in various incarnations who are actively seeking picture, personality, fame, fortune. It's part of the growth process. But when it comes to the true religious, spiritual, introspective life, it's a different turn. I'm talking about a matter of degree, obviously. But to the true mystic, we can heed the words 
of Yogaswami, a great mystic from Sri Lanka, who said, quote, attracting people to yourself is another self-deluding activity. Ostensibly, even the late Sai Baba, who said something very telling, perhaps he realized the many faux pas he made in his life of becoming this personality. It's reported that he once said, the greatest mystics you will never hear of. From Vitarka Mudra, having come positively out of the Absolute, out of this primal consciousness, into being consciously conscious, aware of our surroundings, being reasonable, logical, we turn this mudra around and face us, then it becomes chin mudra, where we do serious, deep introspection and reflection. Going in and in rather than out. Today's so-called yoga is actually taking everything in the wrong direction. It's taking what are supposed to be profound inner disciplines and turning them outward into becoming extremely worldly. It's kind of like walking around with our pants pockets turned inside out. It looks rather foolish to those who have some insight, such as Yogi Svatmanama, who wrote the classic Hatha Yoga Pradipika, and actually all the classic texts on Hatha Yoga and chakras and Kundalini and meditation, they all said basically the same thing. Hatha Vidya, Bhaveda Yavate Guya, Niveda Tu Prakashavaranam. This knowledge, Vidya, of Hatha, is powerful Bhaveda, when kept secret, Guha and loses power, Niveda, when displayed, Prakash Avaranam. So how can we practically apply this mystical wisdom, this realization of our inner essence, of the absolute nothingness, which becomes pure consciousness, primal consciousness, pure existence, pure energy, sound energy, heat energy, light energy, warmth, which becomes the human feeling of bliss or love, satchit ananda, from the absolute to the atmana, the soul, with a body, mind, and emotions as we move through the world. Again, we look to the wisdom of the in-breath and the out-breath and strike a balance. So from the outer perspective, we have a methodology. We have a systematic approach to create this balance of going in and coming effectively out and back in. In general, this is the EDME process, EDME. Being out in the world, out in consciousness, we strive to be ethical, 
on to selflessly serve others. We strive to be devoted, just devotion in general to whatever we're doing. Be concentrated, meditative. And if we repeat this process, we will have a relatively successful life, EDME, Ethics, Devotion, Meditation, to the ongoing experience of enlightenment. Enlightenment is not a, a strange concept. It is really experiencing more illumination from within and also the feeling of being more light as opposed to being heavy and down and depressed. This is a basic formula that all can apply. EDME, ethics, devotion, meditation, concentration, to feeling more light and going into their pure consciousness and light energy, heat energy, and then perhaps having a few moments of absolute peace within. Now, in Hindu yoga dharma, we have this all explained in the classic yogas, karma yoga, bhakti yoga, raja yoga, jnana yoga. Hindu ethics, Hindu devotions, Hindu contemplations now to the Hindu understanding of enlightenment. And other religions have their methodology also. So let's be clear. There is a process in general. And then we have to respect how these processes are specifically carried out in the specific religions of the world. We've tried to include both here. We've searched some generalities, and obviously we're using the English language, never forgetting to respect that specifically we're talking about the specifics of following the Hindu, yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific lifestyle. Now, most people choose a outer life, family, career, etc., but there are those few who want a more mystical experience, a solitary experience, who truly want to become invisible. So talk about synchronicity. Thinking about this talk this morning, As we approach the trail, there's a little neighborhood library, you know, a little building they put up. Not a building, really, but just a little structure where they put books in for people to share. And as I was passing the one, there was a book right in the front, How to Be Invisible. <laughs> I couldn't resist. And interestingly, the author was J.J. Luna. Wow. JJ means victory in the Hindu yoga dharma. And Luna, of course, is moon. Relevantly, it is Mahadev Shiva as the lunar deity, Chandra. It is the inspiration for yogis, true yogis, yoginis, to go deep within in the deep contempt contemplative and meditative states. And the moon is highly significant. For remember, the moon has no true light of its own. It's merely reflecting the light of the sun. What a great analogy for the sun or soul, if you will, S-O-L, S-O-U-L, within all of us, which illuminates 
the mind, which has no true light of its own. Once the soul departs the physical body, the mind is just a dead organ, if you will. So in Hinduism, we always liken the mind, mana, to the moon. And the atmana, the not mind, atmana, to the sun or the soul within all of us. And in the Hindu Yoga Dharma, this is one of the symbolisms of the unity of Shiva and Vishnu, Hara and Hari, the sun and the moon. And actually the very definition of being a Hindu, Hindu Hindu, is Chandra, Sarid, Bindu, Soma, moon, river. The Bindu is the Bindi, the third eye point. Soma is the bliss of the Atmana. Beautiful compound meanings. We respect the literal moon. We respect the rivers. We respect water. We respect the sun, which is represented by the bindi, the red dot at the forehead. And with that respect, we uncover the inner bliss of the Atmana, the soma, the nectar of bliss, ananda. This also becomes the Images of Shiva, Chandra, and the rivers always for the Matajis, Kali Durga Parvati Mahalakshmi Saraswati, and the Bindu, the sun dot, is for Surya Vishnu. Here we have the classic three Sampradayas of the Hindu Yoga Dharma. So tonight, when you go to bed, Appreciate the magic of dropping off into the vital, deep sleep, which allows us to be active during the day. Dropping off into that nothingness, the tat experience, and then come out into being purely conscious and consciously conscious. Use the energy as well. And feel the lightness, feel the bliss and the love as you move throughout the day until you return once again at night into the no-thingness, the absolute. This is how to be positively visible and the magic of how to be invisible. Om Tat Sat Chit Ananda Om Shanti 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 Shantihi